What's up, guys? Our wrestling podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with Jess the Total Package, Craig the British Bulldog, and Cuz, bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Somebody feed me today's topic. Dave. What? Dave. Trendsetters. It is a trend What's your star sign, Dave? Uh, it's too cold, Scorpio. <laughs> Everybody, yeah, that's right. Trendsetters, too cold, Scorpio. For audio fans, give us a listen to Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at our channel cold, on social cold. media. Give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at O to V twenty eighteen, or at Facebook at our wrestling <laughs> Craig, are you too cold for Scorpio? He's got rhythm in his blood. Yeah. That's the I mean, that's the opening. What, <laughs> what can we say about this guy? Trent said it. He wasn't around for a while. Uh, didn't have the career he probably should have. But the that. impact that he had in this short period of time. Uh, Jess and I have fond memories fighting over whether he had the first or second match and won a certain pay-per-view. But uh, he was around during our wheelhouse of our fandom, and we'll never forget when he was in top, uh, uh, his best shape and top physical conditioning and at his apex in WCW and how he shook up the world. And he really, truly was a trendsetter, and I'm excited to talk about him. I agree. I, I think there's some things that might steal some thunder off some on some people, and I have no proof of this. Again, they're just opinions. There's no way that there are certain people in the wrestling industry now. I could think of, I don't know, maybe Ali. Um, I could think of... Um, oh God, the names are killing me. Um, but Mustafa Ali, people of that nature, there's no way that they weren't watching someone like Too Cold and being able to do what they do. Ricochet is obviously the one I was thinking of. There's no way Ricochet didn't take some of this and go, I, I'm inspired and I, I want to do this. There's no way he didn't. He did not see a Too Cold Scorpio match and be affected by it. Um, you can see so much in a lot of the high flyers today, uh, stuff that you don't, you wouldn't think could be done. Uh, Too Cold was doing them, and Too Cold was doing them at a, I don't know, it's not a heavier weight, but he was a bigger guy doing the stuff yeah. that only the little guys do today. He, he's he's utterly impressive. I know we've yeah. done, and we, just, we did Trendsetters to Bam Bam. I think this is a good piggyback, though, off Dynamite, because Dynamite came around late in the 70s, early 80s, and uh, kind of did that. I think Too Cold Scorpio, the way he came around, he influenced the next next generation after Dynamite, even though a lot of people are still influenced by Dynamite. Like I think of the same kind of style when I think D- Dynamite was super stiff and Scorpio was a little bit more showy, but the way that they transitioned was kind of the same. If that makes, they worked gymnastics into wrestling work, and they were both believable doing it. It wasn't just like mega spot fest like we see all the time now. It was like Dynamite, like gym, gym, uh, uh, gymnastics. And then he incorporated that. Well, then I also want to do that into a stiff wrestling style where Scorpio, I, he didn't have a gymnastic background, but he was just naturally gifted like that. And uh, he just understood, okay, I want to do like a gymnastic style, but I want to make it real. I kind of also want to learn how to transition and wrestle. And he was an amazing yeah. wrestler, just an actual technical wrestler. Uh, Too Cold was fantastic. Like when you talk some of the matches we'll talk about later, it's like, dude, he hung in there with that guy. A big name that we love, yeah. you know, like that we consider a good yeah. uh, technician. Well, you know why Too Cold wasn't scared of shit, right, Cuz? That's right, and especially if your name was Hawk. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. <laughs> and ECW. There you go. You guys want to get into it? 
Yes. Let's do it. C. C. Charles Skaggs trained on various independents in the mid-80s. He went to Japan at the request of Big Van Vader and began training at the NGPW. Good job changing the name, Charles Skaggs. Good job uh, changing the name. I'm glad he didn't didn't launch with Charles Skaggs. That's... (laughs) Yeah. Because there he adopted the the name. Too Too Skaggs, Scorpio. Too Cold Scorpio. That's where that name was adopted, Craig. You're right on it. He also toured in Europe and Mexico to define uh, his style just a little bit further. He was 5'11 and 235 to 40 pounds. So honestly... That's a big dude. I mean, he's he could have easily classified as a light heavyweight, uh, but he came aboard in WCW just as their interest in that title was fading out. So instead, he made his WCW debut as the mystery partner of WCW heavyweight champion Ron Simmons at 1992 November Clash of the Champions. As of that moment, the American wrestling audience saw something really special. And even before that, I think the... Like so many of these trendsetters in so many episodes uh, and so many in our archives cut his teeth in all the different styles, Japan and Mexico, as did Two Cold Scorpio and what makes it so kind of electric and so put together in what we're going to talk about. Not just a high flyer, but his. The gentleman with uh, Scorpio behind you was the same way, cut his teeth on both sides with Jericho, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> look at that. Just. Yeah. He could do it all, like uh, multi-dimensional, and, and Jess will talk about it later. But like, it's it's a different kind of breed if you start your career all over the place, learning every style you can before you you get your your first pop in the U.S. Yeah, agreed. The phrase "high flyer" was typically reserved for those lighter wrestlers. We talked about some of them. Mustafa Ali is a really good example, uh, but they would leave their feet often with their offense. A crossbody or a drop kick off the top or middle rope usually put a wrestler in that category. But Scorpio was just built different. He was bigger than those guys. Like we said, um, almost six feet, right around 240, 250, probably at his heaviest when he was when he was still doing these type of moves, right? Um, he, he just was bigger. And he, he you would not incorporate what Japanese and Mexican wrestlers would be considered to be high-flying. That style was more acrobatic. The first time... Fans saw Scorpio hit a 450 splash. They were absolutely stunned. I think we all were. We we all watch uh, it. It's one of those he things was doing I, it in 92 I, and 93. Now yeah. it's like, a, you know, Neville gets credit for it. Even Billy Kidman later. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, Scorpio did that shit in the early 90s. We were yeah. like, oh. And my whole point to all that was like. built bigger than all of them. Yeah, yeah. They were already doing that in Japan. Like Liger and Muda were. We would just. We would get little treats when Liger and Muda would come over here in like the late 80s, early 90s. We'd be like, whoa, and they would do that. But that was sort of commonplace. Um, and Muda and Liger stuck out even more in commonplace, which makes them even more talented. But New Japan and just the Japanese wrestling style was like that anyway. Lucha always was kind of, always was kind of like that. It was about a lot of like dive over the top ropes. They were doing that in the late 80s. But in American wrestling, mainly because of Vince's influence on top of everything, it slowed down to more showy. And so we just got used to, you know, Steamboat doing a crossbody off the top. Nothing against Rick Steamboat. I love the guy. And he's fantastic. But um, he would do a crossbody off the top rope. Oh, high flyer. And then the Rockers came along. And we're like, ooh, double dropkick off the top rope. Coco would pull a dropkick the, off the top rope out of his ass. And we're like, high flyer. Santana would yeah. do a flying forearm. High flyer. But when you watch, like, somebody like uh, Muta or Liger or Scorpio here, you were like, yeah. no, that's a fucking high flyer. Like, he... Yep. He did create the 450 splashes. I can't even like yeah. Dave will read on later. Just some of the shit he did off springboarding from the apron off the top oh, rope yeah. like, into the yeah. ring was yep. phenomenal. Like it was like 
I've never seen anything like that before. Like, he was my first one did, I ever saw do the 450 splash as a kid, you know? Yeah. yeah. Was, now you see it all the time. Everyone does it all the time. Like after him. And, and it doesn't, it does him a disservice to just call him a high flyer. Cause they're like, cause he's we'll good. talk about it later. Yeah. But the Eddie Guerrero match, he went, you know, the first uh, 14 minutes without touching like yeah. the high flyer. Like he didn't need it. But and when he, when he busted it out, it, it was amazing. Like he still could do, special, could do the Craig. chain. Yeah. yeah. If you needed snug, you need strong style. He could provide it. You needed a, you needed a nice grappling session and from forward, he could do it. And I think that's why when he did those moves too, I, I think they were even more special because he would, he could yeah. do the mat work. And then all of a sudden he'd pounce off and be like, Whoa, I can't believe he just did that. And you would get that true shock and awe. Whereas I hate to say it, you know, somebody like a ricochet, you'll watch uh flippies for five minutes, which is very impressive. Yeah, but it kind of takes the luster out of it because he didn't grapple for a good twenty minutes and then do when, it. Um, and I love Beast and Ricochet. I'm not trying to to shit on that. No, but, we all love Ricochet. Yeah, but when but when you but see Two Cold Scorpio do a standing three sixty or a standing like flip leg drop, when I every time I see him do a <laughs> yeah. standing flip leg drop, that's amazing. Blows me away. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, most people can't do that now. I mean, I can't. I'll show you right well, now. We'll get I'll to it. it. I, 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 I didn't cite any because unfortunately. As Flash <laughs> Funk, I wasn't really impressed with him, but uh, I think yeah, I posted the I clip nah. that back the the moonsault leg drop that he did oh, as Flash yeah. Funk in WWF was it fucking insane. It was great. Like, I don't. I to this day, I don't think I've seen anybody emulate something like that. Like that's insanity. Like we'd watch Booker T get up there and he did one flip into a leg drop yeah. with the Harlem Hangover. Yeah, the and front, we're like, holy front, shit! Yeah. And he was a big ass dude doing it too. So that was yeah. So it's impressive. still impressive. Yeah, but but uh, too cold. Did a, a back moonsault off the top rope into a leg drop on his opponent opponent. And I that was fucking insane. Like I just can't describe if no one's seen it. I can't remember who his opponent was. It's a I don't I, don't I do not remember this. It was yeah. on it's Sunday like, Night Heat or something fucking crazy. It doesn't, like, it it doesn't even, matter. The talent they had insane. right there. And <laughs> but yeah. how many people did he kill with that? Because he killed with people doing a forward like Sometimes, 360. Yeah, I don't know. Like maybe that's why Vince is like, stop it. Like, so like, he would go yeah, backwards, yeah, and block, then block, he would block, be block. facing the turnbuckle when he landed with his yeah, leg. Yeah, but he ran into a leg drop instead of a splash from a back. And he's, and he's facing like the turnbuckle. Like yeah, and he's facing the turnbuckle. Yeah, so he'd have his yeah. opponent laid out, and he would do a backflip into a leg drop, like on top. And it was like, what the fuck? Like, I think Cuz posted the clip on our 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 thing that we all look at on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, like in it. But I think it was like a Sunday night heat or like an early Monday night raw match. It wasn't even like a high pro. That's just how Maybe much even been superstars. Yeah. And we talk about, yeah, yeah it, it, I don't even know. Like it was just insane to see him do shit like that. And that was Incredible. later in his career. Jess yeah. also mentioned earlier how uh, he also used momentum and the ropes in a, in a unique way to highlight acrobatic style. He was also masterful in combining that foreign style with the American trans, trans, uh, transitional wrestling. Yeah. A lot of his styles were used for counter wrestling, unlike today's style, which usually breaks down into just a spot fest where just, psychology is secondary to everyone getting their stuff in. Um, yeah. I think Mysterio, to your point, is a great way of like uh, we, you talk about flowing like water, like he, people would get their stuff. Yeah, that's a good thing. Before. Like he was Ray, like he was Ray Mysterio, but he weighed he was five foot eleven and weighed two hundred and thirty five pounds. Like yeah, Ray Mysterio. I'm not saying I don't want to dismiss his talent or whatever, but he's fucking like five seven, five six, you know, a hundred pounds or whatever. Like so, it's mm-hmm. easy. He's light and he could flip, and it still takes talent. I'm not dismissing Ray Mysterio, but Scorpio was like a normal guy you would see. That's a heavy set kind of yeah. muscular guy. He didn't. He looked heavier than a cruiserweight, even though they could have easily booked him as such. But yeah. and you can see Flamingo down on his knees. He wants a timeout. Scorpio ain't giving him one big body slam. He's going up to the top, Ross. Scorpio up top. 
They got a chance here. To yeah. our luck, I'm glad. Well, I don't know if I'm glad this happened or not. Like he was able to wrestle with some big heavyweights. Like whereas, like if he was, if he came around in '96, he'd be instantly put in WWE cruiserweight division and probably excel. Yeah, that's that's a very good point. But Jeff. but he missed it. They WCW got infatuated with the cruiserweight title and they put it on Brian Pillman in like '91 and '92. And then after that, it just faded out, and kind of went away. So when Scorpio came in at the end of '92, '93. They had really just ditched the cruiserweight title after like a barely a two year run with it. And like, so he kind of, uh, it's kind of a bummer that he didn't come around in the period where one of the two big promotions were interested in their light heavyweight or cruiserweight. But I'm glad he didn't because we'll talk about it later. Some of the people he got a chance to wrestle were known heavyweights. Like they were big fucking names and he would not have had a chance to touch them if it hadn't been for just wrestling as a regular wrestler, not being classified as a cruiserweight or light heavyweight or whatever. And just just go watch him. He's velvet smooth. The way he, he hits the ropes yeah. and the way he can get yeah. to the the top rope in like almost one and a half moves. It never stops. It, it's it's just awe inspiring to kind yeah, of see we, him. We the Randy Orton for research. We watched movement. it from yeah. the early nineties, and we're here in twenty twenty one. And I I gasped more than a few times on some of his back. Going, oh, like like he would hit something. Yeah. I was like, God, that was nice. Like. You'll rewatch watch it. You'll, I'm you watching 1993 up. work all the way here in 2021 and mm-hmm. still going, oh, fuck, like it's, I would yeah. like watching someone in New Japan today or, you know, somebody yeah. else. And he's 15 minutes in. He always seemed to have amazing cardio, too. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, he did. Uh, yeah. He could always do it towards the end. He would he would start jumping on top rope. Not early, like yeah. he would build up to it, yeah. and then he, but he would he wouldn't be gassed ever. And he would that, always, I, like, I don't ever never slip people being blown up. Yeah, I, never taking his time like it was. He, he was just beautiful to watch like it's. When you when you think of wrestling as an art form, fucking art, like Two Cold Scorpio at his prime. But he made sure yeah. he sold, like, and he you still believed it. I accept that style of wrestling. Today's spot test, yeah. not so oh, much. Thousand percent. Yeah, exactly. Scorpio yeah. never was a part of someone waiting but, to catch him, like you know, and obviously looking like they're waiting to catch him. You know, Scorpio didn't play that shit. He was stiff. We'll talk I'm about the ECW stuff later. Like he was, he he was able to get I, in I there. I don't care if you're ready. I'm coming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All the high spotters could learn from Too Cold. They should emulate him. Yes, they should watch him. Yeah. Well, they, they did. The I think they did. And they, they did. Well, and they didn't. Right. And his um, cell. Yeah. 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 They learned, you, they learned you, watch like, you watch Scorpio <laughs> and Dynamite Kid. I don't know how you can go wrong. I really don't. Like, you'll be a stiff, snug wrestler, but you'll also be super <clears> acrobat and athletic, which is everything that we want. I don't know how you're going to go wrong. Like, yeah. And it, it would if help I, to look like Hulk Hogan, I guess. But whatever. Oh no, no that's, brother, that's that's awful. I had to bring. Uh, have, by I, his I, own I admission, have to bring him up once every well, we, we always got it, you know. That's, by that's, his own, we really admission, don't know what we're dealing with here, man. Yeah, we really don't. Uh, by his, his own admission, his, if not for his own substance abuse, he, meaning uh, Too Cold Scorpio, would have gone a lot further with his mainstream career. There is no doubt, as we had talked about, his style has influenced an entire generation of wrestlers today. I think to your point, they they forget the style of flow, but they definitely know how to do the the high work. You know, they definitely. Yeah, we're talking trend centers, not legacy. So I know we don't go into um, a lot of the faults of the guys. And I really, I I honestly, I love the fact that I didn't realize that he has suffered so much with. I didn't know that either. Well, he admitted Uh, it too. There's shoot interviews out there where he admitted he's like, he got fired from WWE. He's like, it was my fault. Um, happened to be out there in Phoenix, Arizona, got so heavy on this shit, and uh, I just got so fucking high, I just said, fuck it. I was high as fuck and said, fuck going to my hometown, Denver, Colorado, where I'm from, where my family's at, and I got everybody on the show trying to show up for it. Didn't show up, 
Because I'm too goddamn high and shit on goddamn crack to get on a goddamn airplane and leave. So I canceled out not one ticket, not two tickets, but three tickets. So many goddamn tickets and shit that they even called my goddamn house and called friends like, damn, is that motherfucker still there? What's going on? So now I'm telling Jim Ross that I got a motherfucking problem. No worries. We'll take care of it. But I need you to call me on this day, Tuesday at 12 o'clock. So we can take care of this shit. I'll call him on Wednesday at 12 o'clock. Gotta let you go. I told you to call me. Like I yeah, did, yeah, but studying this episode and looking back and seeing his re- recent shoot interviews, like, yeah, obviously he was his own worst enemy <laughs> and his weight gain and that kind of thing. Damn, exactly. Wait, wait, I, weight gain. But I'm glad I that I didn't I know, know that I before. Know about weight gain. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but he, I mean, he, he wasn't Brian Pillman. Jake the Steak s kind of thing, and uh, but yeah, I, I'm glad I did not know um, his issues. But it obviously it makes sense why he didn't continue the career that it's he had. It's really unfortunate. Um, yeah, he so, could have made it far in WWE too. I, th- I oh, think. Oh yeah. So anyways, yeah. I think Vince would have loved him. I think yeah. Vince would have saw that guy. You know, Vince he, probably he did, him. but he also knows like when you have problems, I can't depend yep. on you. I can't. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. If there's anybody, well, if Jeff, there's anybody uh, that would have gotten Flash Funk over, it would be Scorpio easily yes yeah. well yeah. jess mentioned his uh he had the shoot memory when he said what happened with wwf and he um he admittedly no showed his own hometown in denver colorado and then jim ross said okay we're gonna help you i need you to call me at tuesday at 12 30 which was a test to if you're serious about this call me tuesday at 12 30 and he said i called him wednesday at 12 30 oh. and jim ross said you're yeah. done yeah and he was like and he was like that's my fault and, and so the interviewer uh was like yeah so like jim ross was setting you up to see how serious you were he's like right like so basically <laughs> even if you even if you would have called Jim Ross fucked up on Tuesday at twelve thirty going, Hey Jim. Like Jim would be like, You called me and we're gonna help you. But instead yeah, exactly. he, he purposely missed Tuesday and just said, Oh fuck, it's Wednesday, I'll call him Wednesday. <sighs> and yeah, it's just he, he Jim Ross is like, Nope, yesterday was the deadline. Sorry. Did you fine. just see Jim Ross just doing the God damn it. Like, yeah, on Wednesday's all Unless your name was Doctor Death, I mean you had yeah, your chance. Not my guy. <laughs> yeah. Unless your name was Stone Cold and you took <laughs> your ball. Your name. Name. My phone wasn't on on Tuesday at 12.30. Unless your name is Steve Williams or yeah, Steve, Steve Williams, Williams, you're too late. Yeah. Fuck yourself. Or Steve <laughs> Williams and you change your name to Steve Austin. Uh, you know. <laughs> Joe Sean, you corp. My phone wasn't on. You, you are going to be too cold Stone Steve Austin. I mean. Yeah, you're going to be Stone Cold. Standing for us to the business. Okay. Uh, let's talk about some notable <laughs> matches. Um, Did I sound like Eddie Guerrero uh, or, or Gilbert Gottfried there? <laughs> <laughs> Just like I feel like Craig, I feel like Craig's gonna hang up again. Just like uh, <laughs> 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 oh shit! Uh, I can't even. Uh, Oh, that's great. Uh, For audio uh, listeners on a previous if you podcast, in, if you tune in said my, weekend, you'll know what we're talking about. Yeah. Paul, because uh, said my Polly Dangerously impression sounded like Gilbert Gottfried, which hurt which my heart more than I've ever been hurt though, in my life. Which is fine. Yeah. And it's related to this because two Cold Scorpion was I think the more you ECW. think about it, Paul Heyman could sound like Gilbert Gottfried a little bit. I, I, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gilbert Goffrey after oh. a couple steak dinners. <sighs> Thank you, Jess. So I love let's you. Let's get into some notable It didn't help, matches. but I love you. Uh, Two Cold versus Chris Benoit at WCW Super Brawl 3, February 21st, 1993. I got to read it the way Jess wrote it. This match was so ahead of its time. It really was. Uh, For American wrestling audiences, the spots and transitions used in this match were absolutely brilliant. 
it just showed how great Too Cold and Benoit were at just such a young age here. We reviewed um, this on our WCW Super Brawl 3 review that we did oh, yeah. back in February. Yeah, our uh, In our archive, please. Thank you. Um, yep, and this match was... This match was just <laughs> fucking a like I mean, and they've there's been tributes to this match on YouTube where they just cut out all the transition spots and you watch these two work with each other and I'm like oh my god like right. they didn't even know, even though WCW leaned more towards in ring product than WWF did so they were doing a favor they were trying to really highlight people like Too Cold and uh, Benoit here they still didn't know what they had you know I mean. I'm watching it now, just going like, dude, you had no idea what you fucking had. You're like, these guys were just, <laughs> it is, I mean, we talk about art form, poetry, uh, flow like water, whatever uh, phrase I want to use here. Guys that travel Jeez. the world to get, to bring this talent and bring all of this um, experience back to WCW. The, these two are just, I mean, I know the other yes, one, well said, uh, Dave. Uh, John Doe here, you don't want to say his name, all but right. like, I mean, th- th- his, just the work they did together, like they were always good. They wrestled yeah. more than a few times too in WCW and outside, and yeah. they were just so good. And, we, and it just shows how good Scorpio was that he was a good pro wrestler, and he just yeah. decided to be like, "Well, I want to be a good pro wrestler and add my acrobatic style to this and make this kind of a thing." It's just, just it's beauty. Just go back and watch it. And you can forgive Benoit's tights. Benoit had terrible yeah, taste in really tights. Did. So these terrible, like gray leopard skin, like it was. It, <laughs> thank you tamina you're right like he was (laughs) that was a perfect drop uh and you once you uh got over the distraction of benoit's tights uh (laughs) you paused for too long i had you people people might laugh at that but at the same time like no they were distracting like they were really that's what his pants did they uh, every time they came in they were a little tight. They were screaming. A he needed bit. some help. Like he was. Ugh. All right. Versus, I guess, I guess we're just, we're going to move on. Um, versus Barry Windham. NWA World Championship. Another flow like water guy. WCW Clash of Champions. June 17th of 1993. Uh, this was uh, Two Colts' highest profile match to date. Even though it was just a one-off. Scorpio showed he could adapt his style to the main event wrestlers. Uh, it was also on national cable television. Barry Windham was 6'6 and 275 pounds. This could have been what Jess calls oil and water, and it certainly was not that because Scorpio was five foot eleven and Barry Windham was legit six six. And like I didn't notice it in this match because well, Barry Windham's mega talented, so he's an episode that we will cover him later somehow, whether it's trend yeah, We gotta figure know. it out. But uh yeah. Barry Windham needs to be celebrated and talked about. But uh, sure. I mean, this this is another great match. And look at Benoit is equally his size, maybe a little smaller in mass. But Benoit at the time was the same height as Too Cold. But now you go to Barry Windham in the same year, by the way. And he's wrestling for the NWA Heavyweight Championship on Clash of the Champions, which is lo- which was live on TBS back in the day. And like this match was so fucking good as well. I'll never forget watching this match. And I loved listening to uh, Shivani and, and Ventura call a Scorpio match because he was so ahead of his time. Like Ventura, like he would hit a big move. Ventura would be like, well, I'll tell you what, Shivani. Whoa. Like at every time, like Scorpio didn't know what to say. Whoa. Like oh, he would Shivani, just, yeah. I'll tell you yeah. what. Whoa. Just, yeah. Any cut, like yeah. encounters or whatever. He'd be like, wow, look at Barry Windham trying to grab the arm. Whoa. Like in Scorpio, whoa. would like, do a flip out of an arm bar or something like that yeah. or whatever. And like, 
It was so cool. Can, it's okay I mean, when your guy does it. Giovanni and Cheese. Oh, I guess yeah. If your guy, if, if you're impressed, too cold, if you're Scorpio, Giovanni, I tell you, you're doing something right. If you can impress Jesse, that, that's not. I'm right, lazy. Right. Just grab paychecks. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Wham. Whoa. Same thing. Wham. Wham. Boss man said he'll give me a bigger. How much do I get for my Purdue? I don't know. Ain't got time to bleed. Yep, exactly. Don't got time to bleed. Next one versus Shane Douglas for the NWA World Title at Eastern Championship Wrestling, August 27th, 1994. This was the infamous match where Douglas threw the NWA title down and proclaimed himself the ECW Heavyweight Champion and changed the promotion's name to Extreme Championship Wrestling. Too cold became one of the cornerstones of the early ECW and its brand. A lot of people don't, you know, they talk about like ECW originals like Douglas and Taz and RVD and Sabu, especially. Too cold was there. But Too Cold was there for like the first two or three years. Like Too Cold was badass in ECW. And uh, I, you know, this match, like it was a good match and I went back and watched it. It was a very good mat match. And, And Too Cold didn't do a lot of high flying, which also shows. That he was smart and like he's he didn't great. have to technical do it every yeah he was technical. So this was for the NWA title, which was just a fucking dwarf of what it used to be here. They were trying to resurrect it here in Eastern Championship Wrestling. Uh, Todd Gordon and uh, Paul Heyman had a falling out with the NWA board, and they just got like everybody else usually does. They have a falling out because they're stupid. And at this time, the NWA way of doing business, the whole committee kind of concept, was so antiquated that they were just like, yeah, like we're gonna screw them over. So basically. Paul Heyman, Todd Gordon, Scorpio, and Douglas knew that Douglas is going to win this match, and Douglas is going to throw the NWA title down and say, they can all kiss my ass. I'm the new extreme world heavyweight champion. Like, And so it kind of it, it kick-started ECW and represented what ECW was, which is a re- like a rebellious, in-your-face, we'll quote-unquote, shoot-on-you organization. And Scorpio was on the losing end of that tournament final, but went into the new ECW extreme championship wrestling and had many memorable matches. Yeah. Dave will get to the next match here. He was a cornerstone. He's one of the original ECW guys that nobody talks about because you want to think Sandman, you want to think Sabu, you want to think those guys, which I'm not saying they are, they do represent ECW, but, but two cold Scorpio was Played the foundation. One, yeah, dude. He was like, he was in a lot of the big matches. He was three time yeah. TV champion there. Like he did, he wrestled Malenko, he wrestled fucking RVD, he wrestled so many people. Like uh, too cold was in. You the can't. You can't even bring up all the matches. It's impossible. Yeah. Like, to to talk about Jericho all the ones. Like he tagged yeah. and I, and I never realized that piece of it and how critical he was with ECW. Mm-hmm. I never realized it. He yeah. fit perfect. Like he fit perfect. Heyman didn't even have to a, change anything. He's like he, just fucking do you. And he went out there and yeah. wrestled his style. And that I believe that without coaching, when he got like Sandman, he had to coach. Oh, you should, your entrance should be like this, and you should do that. Mikey Wimprek, you're a skinny guy. Do this, do that. You know, he had to like coach those guys because he had a great. Too vision. cold had an immense. But too cold, he was like, like you are. On. Yeah, too cold. He's like, you're perfect. You are. Besides the hardcore stuff that we do, you are what I want to represent with the yeah. technical aspect of it. You are the future. Your style yeah. is what people should be yeah. watching and ooing and awing to. So it was like you're yeah. perfect. So just do you like and, just just yeah, try to keep your body. That, yeah, just. Don't get into drugs. I mean, and that's I, I, I mean, I didn't mean that as funny, but it was true. Like that was his yeah, downfall yeah. towards the end. Like, like, like just try to keep your body. Can you lay and, off the flour tortillas. Yeah. Just, well, and look, the, and the, look at the picture behind Cuz. He looks fantastic behind yeah. Cuz. I mean, I, I, um, I think the one above is even behind you too, yeah. Dave. 
What about behind me? What about behind me? Hey, that's no good. Um, <laughs> it's better than any of us, right? I am saying. No, yeah, it is better than any of us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I want yeah. the two cold behind me. I want that. Like, can yeah, I if, I, that if I can get to that, I'd be yeah. really happy. He doesn't look bad. I mean, that, but he's at Olive yeah. Garden. Well, and he's yeah. and he's uh, on the uh, He exactly. liked the uh, heroin with Virgil, well. the meat sauce god. Yeah, the Oh, is that what his? Is that what his drug was? Heroin. Sorry, when we're not supposed to talk about. Yeah, you're. that's terrible. And you know what? If you wrestle his style and you, deserve some you do 10 years in Japan, Mexico, and then crack. come here and then fly off, like what else are you going to do? Some heroin. Wake just up in the morning heroin. and stretch. <laughs> it's uh, terrible. Wake up in the morning and hone your skills <laughs> and take care of yourself or get oh, the fight. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if oh, there, do, I would do some Pilates and work off like a half hour with Malenko. Then, he might have been right. Um, yeah. <laughs> versus Eddie Guerrero. It's a, ter- it's a terrible. It's a terrible. Television title on <laughs> Core TV, April 8th, 1995. <laughs> In an absolute classic, Another great match. Scorpio would lose his ECW TV title to the future Hall of Famer, Eddie Guerrero. This match is a much watch for any Eddie fan or any Dude, this shit fan. was so fucking yeah. good. Like, I re- rewatched it here for the uh, research. Except episode. for the mullet, it was good. Uh, yeah. Oh. But, dude, Eddie was so fucking good here, and so was Too Cold. Like, they were... Holds up. And you could tell they were calling the majority of it, by the way, as they went. Yeah, so they the had room, this yeah. fucking classic 20-plus yes. minute match, and they fucking... 27 yeah, minutes, like 27 is that what it was? minutes, and they called it in the ring, and you could see him calling it, and it was yeah. so wonderful. Like, it was so... Just the near falls yeah. that these guys are... I mean, look, you, you, we always know what Eddie Guerrero... We praise Eddie all the time, and he deserves yeah. every bit of it, but uh, Too Cold here was just as good to stay in there with him and like it was just it was good shit man and it helped too that eddie came from I, I mexico was, uh too cold had a mexican background because he traveled to mexico he learned that style as well sure. so like it just was so awesome to watch this match, match. guerrero whips in rolls up scorpio hooks the legs we've got a new Television champion Eddie Guerrero is the new Extreme Championship Wrestling Television Champion. You are witnessing the fulfillment. I was telling Jess before um, the rest of the, the team joined the podcast. This match is so unproduced. Like you can tell, like the ending was a little sketchy. And how do you transition after the title change and the beginning? And it didn't matter. Like they figured it out. And then Scorpio gave out most of the punishment. And Eddie Guerrero is still wearing his tights that he wore as tag team partner to Art Barr, wow. who'd recently just yeah. died. But they were incredible together. Um, and a great match. And then it was just a really quick, like, sunset flip. Um, pinned to give Eddie kind of the title and begin Eddie's kind of journey to greatness, but yeah. like, uh, it was it was fantastic. Just go back and watch this have, match. Like, I have one it, question for Cuz. It, yeah, Cuz. Where the fuck was Vicky, bro? Where the fuck was yeah. Vicky? <laughs> I, need, I, need, I, need, I need to end that soundboard. Actually, where the you, fuck was Vicky? <laughs> I mean, every time I, 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 don't, I don't know, it just comes, it just it pops in my head every time you Eddie. talk about it so much. It's funny to me. I, I can't. Um, last match we have on here is versus RVD for ECW Living Dangerously, where you don't get paid. 1998. Uh, this was this March was 1st of 98. Sorry. It seemed natural that these two would eventually face off. 
Uh, RVD sort of took that style of wrestling further into the 2000s. Uh, the match was 27 minutes long. I apologize. This it was, was a long one. Minutes. All right, I'm no, sorry. It was, and, and what I appreciated about sense. it, it wasn't like Guerrero and Too Cold. I think those two like flowed together well. I think RVD and Too Cold, it, it was very obvious they were literally feeling each other out, like almost until the last five minutes. Like, but I respect that because like the stuff that they did, the high stuff that RVD does, it wasn't like a polished wrestling match where you're right, Craig. There was like a lot of there's a lot of time. They would hit a lot of wear down holds to try to figure out like the next spot they were going into. But think about how that probably influenced people into, you know. We take a lot of spots for granted now, and we're mad at the psychology. But when you look at just the flow that these people had, they were doing high spot after high spot, but then trying to figure out how to transition and make it still look real. So yeah, there was a lot of rough like interactions between the two. Like a, a power bomb, I think he didn't. He was it Scorpio power bomb RVD or the other way around? And it was like a bad. The other guy wasn't ready for it. And he power bombed him sideways. Like, and I was like, oh my god! Like he, he power bombed the RVD. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yo, yeah, that was, yeah, that was towards the end before Sabu came in. I don't know if yeah. RVD thought he was trying to twist him or something like that, but RVD tried to turn to his side in mid-powerbomb, and Scorpio powerbombed him and ended up powerbombing him on his shoulder when RVD turned to the side. So you, but yeah. I, I appreciated that, wow. not because I don't think he intentionally did that, obviously, like he was trying to hurt RVD, but no. they were both yeah. trying to work shit out and just try to flow. Yeah, that was that was just ECW. They it were was just so, it was just raw level of working right there. That was literally. I don't think people can appreciate how, yeah, it was just ECW television and it wasn't like a, a WWE pay-per-view or whatever, a WCW pay-per-view. Well, it's not like you can just walk into the performance But it was just, yeah, the, out for that like, audience. For three hours. Yeah, that audience will eat you alive if you fuck anything up. <clears throat> and like, so they're in front of this bloodthirsty audience waiting for somebody to fuck up a spot and chant you fucked up for five minutes or whatever. And that's ECW crowd to a T. And so like, they were just like fucking flowing. So I started appreciating it going, yeah, some of this is sloppy, but man, like their you like their lights are on, the light bulbs are on. If that makes any sense, like they are creating art. They're people are going to eventually study this tape and be like, oh, instead of twisting, RVD should have done that. So the next generation will look at like what RVD and Too Cold did yeah. that and be like, I see what they were trying to do. We can do it, and that's how wrestling progresses, and that's how the athletics of the sport progresses. Like it's yeah. it's just. Yeah, it was this. It's the same as the Guerrero match. It's like I, I'm. I'm not sure how much production or producers they had in ECW. Zero. It certainly seems like well, none, there, there and it one. didn't matter. And you learn oh. to appreciate the rawness of both of those matches. Of like, just let him go. Here's your time limit. Like, and you see the mistakes, and you you see the errors or like whatever. But it like, takes people it's that are still so beautiful. Brave like, to kick down the for, door. And in ECW was perfect for it because they yeah. knew they were a distant number three. So Paul's like, whatever then we're going to do what we want then. So why, if we're distant yeah. number three, why are we going to try to copy the top two? We're not. We're going to be distant number three and we're going to pave our own trail. So, so Paul probably loved it. He was probably like, God, I wish you guys would went 40 minutes. Like, I don't, I don't even care if you fucked up. Yeah. Like, so a question for cuz you guys what? got out there and you got to speak your, your voice was heard with your bodies. Like you were speaking your language in the ring. Like that's what Paul Heyman wanted. So he's like, that's fine. Like I'm sure when he got back, he was like, yeah. Vince would be like, ah, it was kind of shit, pal. But Paul would be like, that's fine. How do you feel about that? Because like you, yeah. you're trying to tell some people are yeah. going to watch this tape 20 years from now and correct your mistakes, but appreciate that you were even there, that you were even putting your ass out there on the line, your career, your life, your livelihood to be like, we can do this. Like, Wrestlers can figure out a way. We got to grow. The sport has to grow from just 
high spot headlock high spot we got to go we got to find a way to transition this and unfortunately today it's lost the art form's dead we but like yeah yeah, it's back here you appreciate it what they were trying to do and what do you got craigers we have this discussion we have this discussion quite a bit like uh backstage and pull and that kind of thing but to cuz um you're the ecw kind of historian of the group why did too cold never run that place why did he never put together a string of heavyweight championships like well, in, think, in his era because when, when did he go to the f like 95 96 yeah yeah, yeah, was he scooped yeah, up before once, that yeah, moment? Is that the thing? In '96, he came in '97, '98, I think, like yeah. towards the end of '96. And 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 you know, ECW was already showing up on Monday Night Raw too around the time he went to yeah. uh, WWF too. So you you, you yeah. could argue that Heyman, one of the first guys, Heyman that could have been a trading of talent. Get up and get paid was too cold. I yeah, mean, he's like, no, this this guy. I mean, I so that's what it was. They, it sounds really. I bad, think but that's it, a perfect. I go talk to Jafar at the same I think, um, I, I, but I think Heyman could look at it and go, "This guy is honestly, God, probably too talented." He's mainstream. He's got mainstream potential. Is yeah. what Heyman saw. So he, he left, left before, before yeah. if, if he, he got the, the, the ball. A guy that you know is going to be gone. I just hate to be that guy. And then they put a pimp hat well, on and him, and then, and, then, and then it just like got lost in the drugs from there. No, hey, did he not go back and forth though, Cuz? That I don't remember. Because I'm noticing he that he, ECW he, after that. he fought RVD in 98, but I want to say he was in WWE before oh, yeah, 98. Yeah, he was in WWE like 96. So did he leave for a while? 96? I can't I, I, we, I saw 95, 96? right now. But he might have done a one-night show. I do too, actually, right now. Because I actually it, forgot that it was a 98 that he had that match with RVD. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, and then by that point, you know, you already had the, you know, the guys that were, you know, like. Well, you know what? I take it back. They were. Vince now admits that we were in a talent exchange even back then. Like they always they were, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, yeah. So maybe, yeah, but maybe I, I, he ECW showed up on uh, Raw. Yeah, maybe they didn't use him on Raw for three months. But if two so colds, if two colds exclusive to WWE with some lendouts, then so, you're not gonna you're not gonna and then, title. And then if the you think about that too, if he was having those problems and he went back to ECW ninety eight, that was after leaving WWF. That's probably another factor in why Heyman probably was like, eh, yeah, you know, can't. Is that? <laughs> so we we don't we don't have a we don't have a title i just realized because has been doing godfrey impressions like he said you far the last time and i didn't realize that and i just did another one i'm sorry that's funny i am very very I, slow I in the uptake I, I did not i missed the jafar to, joke to be and I missed that from from your god damn it because i hate you to your Heyman, when you do gilbert just uh, your eye. yeah yeah okay. Here's the yeah. yeah that's Gilbert, Gilbert. is this? <laughs> <laughs> Jafar. I was wondering, RBD. But, if but you honestly, could, yeah, I was going to say if Scorpio? you could go and wear a pimp hat <laughs> and be, so, you know what, Jafar? Because you're one hundred percent You're one hundred percent right. You're a thousand percent right. <sighs> I apologize for yelling at you earlier, cuz. I, I, would, right. I wouldn't. I would never take it back. I wouldn't take it back. Dave, your beard needs to be straightened more with your perfect beard straighter. I didn't have time. I didn't have time today. So, I uh, yeah, I I just uh, I I really I don't know why it took me so long to be too cold for a trendsetter because I'm like, man, he's everywhere. He's fucking, like, when yeah, you he's think about weird. it, it's kind of obvious. I, yeah, yeah, it's weird. We again, especially we Affleck. Yeah, Affleck. I did. <laughs> <laughs> when you, it's really <laughs> <laughs> Affleck. 
<laughs> Fuck you all. <laughs> oh, Too old. If you could go get Affleck insurance, that would be. Vince oh, McMahon shit. loves that. That's not a spoiler. Every, every, honestly, That's every a Affleck. 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 <laughs> But yeah, like I especially if you go back and watch his 93, 94 stuff, it, that's so oh, far ahead man. of his time. And then he did, like we're talking about him here in the Attitude Era. He was flash phoned and he kind of crossed into that and he had drug problems and stuff. And that sucks, you know, but he owns all of it. But imagine, yeah, if he stayed healthy in the mid 90s, like what he could have done. Yeah. Like that's insane. He would have been a big part of maybe that instead of uh, them trying to go to Japan to get a good light heavyweight talent. Maybe they could have had two cold right there. And if he would have kept himself in shape, they could have been like, dude, you're a light heavyweight guy. Like, you know, he's, if he had the time to reinvent himself, because everyone gets the first joke gimmick in the, in in the big E. Right. Probably was flash funk. Yeah. As far as I can remember anyways. Yeah. Yeah. If he would have excelled and found himself and let him himself uh, his own be his own character and then make that transition like most folks and, and people who or if he slimmed down that, and he was uh, part of the, the 95, next 95, 96, 97 WWE Cruiserweight division. Holy shit. Like, oh, God. I mean, he'd be that in there with people like yeah. Eddie Guerrero, who he was familiar with at the time. Uh, Rey Mysterio. Yeah, exactly. Jericho, like all those guys. That, Hoovy, I mean, psychosis. Yeah, there's psychosis. a lot of, lot of, lot of heavy, there's a lot of weight classes. And he's wrestled the Mexican style missing. before, too, so he would compliment Hoovy and psychosis and yeah it would be amazing. i mean he yeah. just missed the window of the nation what if he's part of the nation and got and got some push ah uh, you know that could have been good he would oh have been man right that would have been great I, a lot of these things yeah. are just missed either due to timing or due to weight class and it's just i don't know who knows what yeah. well due to the uh, substance like he said you know that's what's yes. up well it's, i think it, that's a it's lot of pretty, life right it's, it's stuff because have you tried it i mean i'm just kidding that's not what, what? Weight gain? <laughs> no the har- i've done the, the heroin. heroin oh all right oh. Oh, that weird thing. Gonna try it's it after It's pretty good stuff. No, I yeah. never, I've never done it before. Um, but right, I, I was also going okay. to make the really crude joke that if he had met okay. RBD, okay, Dave, you just okay, Dave. You're, you're floating on a fluffy the, uh, pillow right now, buddy. Instead of the heroin, maybe you would have been <laughs> so. Like, why couldn't you have met RBD? Terrible. He's like, bro, right, Dave. Get off yeah. that stuff, bro, bro. Don't do that, bro. I'll get you high, dude. Yeah, this is way better. You'll You've feel never better. done that and then done cocaine right after, Dave. Okay, fine. <laughs> fine. Whatever you say, Dave. You know, I, once again, I said it in the last recording. You know we're all going. We're all going straight to hell. We're all going. Straight to hell. And uh, yeah. Two Cold Scorpio is going to do a 450 splash to all of us from yeah. hell. Yes. Just, just he because he can. That's I'm glad we did this one, too, because this is our third Trent Center episode. The first being Dynamite, second being Bam Bam, who was like a super heavyweight kind of. And uh, Two Cold so is uh, cool. deserving. I really wanted. I just started thinking about him, and I was like, "God, like, yeah, he's a trendsetter. Like, we got to talk about him. Like, he was so he, he's he's the one to me that is the closest to to get into the what we talk about the the legends, you know, that we you know we push in past trendsetter and and go into the legacy. He's he's really close, and if I think the titles are, are yeah. in the, in obviously the substance abuse still thing that makes the difference where he just couldn't get past it, and that's unfortunate because the talent was just through the roof. Yeah, I mean. A question for the group: uh, Does he have the career to 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 warrant a Hall of Fame nod? Well, I, I mean, don't know yes. if he does. People but... lesser than him do. Yeah. Yes, so correct. Yes. That, that's I true. So. Hey, I don't know. I'm if he's a trendsetter, I think that's probably <laughs> enough. He's in our. Was, it just might, it just might take like, longer. He's in our goddamn Hall of Fame. Like yeah. I mean, if yeah. if Honky Tonk can Stay be in for the Hall of, Hall of Fame this year, yeah, yeah. If Honky Tonk can be in the Hall of Fame, 
for one IC title. I think Too Cool could. If Hillbilly Jim can be in the Hall of Fame, yeah. For no don't IC, don't go messing title. with the country boy, right? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. If uh, well, I'm not gonna say. Mm. <laughs> Y'all been what? I'm just thinking of last year's Hall of Fame, and I'm like, uh, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, if Goldberg's well, in there, come on. Oh yeah, I'll, tra- I'll trade is- the Bellas for Too Cool. <laughs> there's lot. There's lots of stuff. I, do. I don't know. Drew Carey's career. Uh, <laughs> Pete Rose really had something on too. Yeah. Too. And uh, props to he had the greatest music video of any entrance. Kind of like J- JBL had one great, the game room. JBL had one great heel run, and he's Mr. Hall of Fame now. All of a sudden, but like, yeah, too cold. Like influence, like changed his style, and like did all that stuff right. Like, when you're J- a wrestling god, you, yeah, you get it, you know you get the nod. Wrestling god, get you got the, the nod. rub from Ron Simmons, and he's one racist gimmick. There we go. We're in the Hall of Fame. We. Let's go. We. All right. And on that note. (laughs) For audio fans, give us a listen. Well, I was nice to JBL, by the way. I was nice to JBL on the Ron Simmons episode because I wanted to be PC and I wanted to focus on Ron Simmons. But so I have a lot of pent up uh, wanting to bash JBL from that episode. This is about too cold. Not JBL. I know, but it crosses over because what I'm saying. right. You know what? Fuck JBL. Get him out of here. (laughs) iHeartRadio Shooter and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. On social media, give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at, or, at Twitter. What? Wow. Oh, Twill. What are you, at five? What are you? What you? A little buck thing. Or out Twitter at OWP2019, or on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast. This is Dave, Jess, Craig, and Cuz with the OWP signing off. Trendsetters, have a good one. Too cold, too cold.